you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 90. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. So this week, I've got another fun topic. Um, I want to talk about generational toxicity, like why we love to complain. I was somewhere recently, and I was with someone in the grandmother generation and I noticed as the com- as the conversation went on there was a lot of underlying negativity and um and it was sort of masked but once you I was sitting there and I was like every she just kept saying things and I was like ugh I would just have like a pang in my gut I just knew there was just there was there was just a lot of negativity. There was a lot of seeing the glasses half, half empty instead of half full. There was a lot of um, asking me questions in kind of a, a way that I could tell she was, you know, just, you know, when somebody's like poking a bruise a little bit, you can just tell they're not coming from a place of love and support. They're coming from a place of like wanting you to maybe question yourself more, um, but not in a loving way. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to challenge and I'm in no way do I advocate being a yes man and just stroking other people's egos. I think honest conversations are so important. And when it's not coming from a loving, supportive place, you just know it, right? Like you just know it when somebody else almost like wants to expose something in you that's going to have you questioning yourself in a way that's not going to be useful or helpful in a way that's going to have you second guessing and feeling somewhat insecure about something. So I sensed this from this grandma and, um, and the truth is I know her daughter and her daughter does the same thing, like seems really friendly and happy on the surface. But then once you get into a conversation there's just this constant sense of just devil's advocacy. Is that a term? <laughs> um, maybe I just made it up. Um, but she plays devil's advocate a whole lot. And she does it where I just know, like I know she's not coming from a loving place or a supportive place. And I started thinking about this woman that I know and, um, and I remember years ago her telling me about her grandmother, right? So her mom's mom and how she was just the nastiest, most negative person. And she basically like died alone in a nursing home and like 
no one ever went and visited her um, because she was just so hateful. Nobody could stand to be around her. And, um, and so that got me thinking and I'm like, you know, I know like patterns pass through generations and sometimes they even look different. Like the grandma in the nursing home, by that point, like she wasn't putting on a smile for anyone and maybe she never did. But as it, it's passed down, it's like now the, you know, the mother and then the daughter have learned that they don't want to show up so outwardly negative and yet the negative negativity is still there as this underlying thread that's been woven through their family history um and and i mean look i know it comes from some there's i'm sure there's generational trauma right and so it just it gets passed down and passed down so i just want y'all to start noticing um about complaints right and and I'm not saying like, you know, you need to start just like shooting out rainbows out of your butt. Like I'm like, like none of that fake phony baloney stuff. That is not it at all. I'm saying if you find yourself bonding with other people through complaining, and if you find yourself constantly thinking of all the things that are wrong in your life, all the things you're unhappy about, all the things that other people are responsible about that, that should be different. And it's just complaining, complaining, complaining. I want you to get curious. I want you to start to get curious about what's really coming up. Like why? So complaining is really about blaming, right? And blaming is really about looking outward. And looking outward leads to control. And, and control, right, leads to disconnection because no one wants to feel controlled. Like it feels terrible when other people are trying to control you. And so you just try to avoid the person who's trying to control you. And so that leads to disconnection. And disconnection feels lonely. When you're, you know, because we're pack animals, we're meant to be in human connection. We're meant to be in relationship with each other. Loneliness feels terrible. And when you feel terrible, it's really hard not to be negative. So negativity leads to ruminating thoughts where, you know, there are all these ruminating thoughts about like your, what you're worried about, what you're fearful of, what you regret, what you resent. Nothing that feels good, positive, or productive. And what is all of this that starts with the complaining? What does it all lead to? All these ruminating thoughts, right? With all these negative emotions, it leads to exhaustion. It's so exhausting. So, it, so if you find yourself like chronically tired, exhausted all the time, and you're ready to start taking your life back, I want you to follow these three steps. I want you to, one, notice the words that come out of your mouth, the complaining ones, right? Notice them. Notice when you go to that complaining place and you just kind of can't help yourself. Even before you change it, just notice it. Mm, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Okay? And then I want you to get curious. So number two is get curious and notice what you're actually thinking 
What's, what are you thinking that's leading to the complaints? Like what happened? There's a circumstance that happened. There's something that's caused you to think certain thoughts. It take, This is an art, you guys. This is a muscle that you strengthen. So what are you actually thinking that's causing you to react with the complaining words? And I want you to look inward, right? And this is the hardest part. And it's the only possibility of taking the control back. It's the only thing you actually have control over because, right, like they should do this and they should do that. And we really have no control of, of, over other people. We can try to control them. And sometimes it may work in the immediate moment, especially with our kids, but it's not a long-term solution. It's not. There will always be rebellion when control's on the scene. So I want you to ask yourself, what the message intended for you to learn from in like in relation to whatever is happening, whatever the circumstance is that you're unhappy about, like what really is going on? And I want you to own up to your role about what's really coming up for you. Like get honest, look inward, change the story. Replace the complaining with reflective thinking. Reflective thinking, like what's coming up for me right now? Why am I feeling so negative? What am I really worried about? You know, sometimes it can be the littlest thing. Like for that grandma, we were talking about college, right? We were talking about college and just asking me all kinds of questions about my kids in college, which is like the worst topic of conversation right now. Um, every time it's, we almost like have stock answers now because it's just not anyone else's business. And we find that most people that are asking about it, they're really not concerned. It's just going to cause them to do some self-reflecting. So if you, if you say that your sites are set on certain colleges that they deem not prestigious, then that person is getting a false sense of maybe they're like, oh, like they asked that question and they got curious because they're like, oh, am I still winning? Or maybe if you give an answer that they deem as really prestigious, then maybe they're like going to feel jealous or less than, or their kid didn't go to the same, you know, it's like, it's just like a loaded conversation, it seems for people. And the bottom line is in our family, it's like everybody, we know most likely everybody's going to go to college, even though my husband feels stronger about it than I do. If I had a child that all of a sudden said, I want to follow in your entrepreneurial footsteps, I did go to college. But now where I am, I'm like, if you didn't want to go to college, like I wouldn't, I'm not the parent that would say you have to go to college. Um, I think my husband would disagree. And when I say, I'm like, oh, if you want, if you'd like to be an entrepreneur and just come and work for me, we could do that. My husband's like, stop saying that. <laughs> um, so we have our own thing. But, you know, really looking at for yourself, right? When you find yourself going to the complaints or if you find yourself thinking negatively, if you find yourself blaming, I want you to really start to say, what is coming up with me? Why am I feeling so negative? What is like connecting the dots so that we can start to change the pattern? Because you can't change the pattern unless you're aware of it and you start to notice it. So just start to notice right now. Number one, notice the words that come out of your mouth right? Notice what it is. Get curious and notice like, what am I thinking? What am I really thinking? What am I really worried about? What is coming up for me? And look inward. 
look inward to what it is that that that's really the story are you feeling less than in some way are you looking to feel more than in some way why are you comparing yourself to other people it's really hard to get honest like this with yourself like it's easy to talk about but i mean i like journal and journal and journal about this stuff every day and start to like notice really like when I wake up in the morning, what is coming up for me? Am I excited about the day? Am I ready to tackle the day? Or am I having a little bit of a sense of dread? And then if I'm feeling like I have a little bit of a sense of dread or I notice a little anxiety, I'm like, why? Why wouldn't I, What what is it? Most days I get up and my heart, the hard thing for me is to stay asleep in the morning because I'm kind of excited to go and conquer the day. And there's like lots of things I want to do. And I think it's because I do this on the regular. I study my own brain and I figure out what's coming up. And then I realize like, like anytime there's ruminating thoughts or a feeling that doesn't feel good or feels like dread, I know it's time to get curious so that I can really have a plan and dissolve the stuff that's bothering me and realize everything's figure outable. Like nothing's that big of a deal, but I have to get curious about why, why do I have this feeling? Oh, it's connected to something I'm thinking. What the heck am I even thinking? Oh, I got to notice that. So I think the, the best first avenue into starting to study what the heck you even are thinking that's causing you to feel a certain way so that you can truly take back control of your life is to, is to just start getting curious, asking yourself, what am I really thinking? What am I really worried about? And isn't everything figure outable? Nothing is that big of a deal. We can figure it all out, but we have to notice what it is in the first place, right? To know how to tackle it. So it's easy to live a life. It is. It's easy to live a life complaining, blaming, and stuck in your negative thinking. But it's not fun. It is not fun. You know it if you're doing it. I know when I feel this way, it's not fun. I don't want to tackle the day like that. I want to be excited for my day. So let me dissolve this stuff and really figure out what's coming up for me and what's going on so that I can tackle and conquer the day. It doesn't feel loving when you have this, this way of operating. It doesn't. It doesn't feel loving for yourself. It certainly doesn't come across as loving to other people. And it's freaking exhausting for a reason. It is tiring to have ruminating thoughts that you're not even aware exactly. They're just swirling and swirling. It's like a cyclone going on in your head. So um, you deserve to feel like you're ready to tackle the day. You deserve to live a life that doesn't feel exhausting. And I promise you, it's not all the things that are happening in your day so busy because when you're doing things and it feels like you're tackling the day, you can accomplish a whole heck of a lot and end the day still feeling energized. Like your body might, might be tired, but your brain and your heart feel energized and you deserve to live a life like that. So start here. Start by noticing the complaints. Start by noticing the blaming. Start by understanding what's coming up for you. It may be a generational pattern and you might just be like at the beginning of the rest of your life. So you guys have a beautiful week. Hope this was helpful. Have you read my book, The Parent Gap? Have you listened to my book, The Parent Gap? 
I doubt you've listened because my publisher hasn't released it yet on Audible. However, I have the audio version of The Parent Gap that I would love to send to you. You can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash book. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash book for your free audio version of The Parent Gap. You're welcome. Bye.